Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Hey, welcome back, listeners. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah. Hope you've all had a good week so far. Yeah. We've been a little crazed. It's but been a little crazy. Yeah. We weren't sure this was going to get out to you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, we've had to kind of work around some schedules, but we are here and we are ready to bring you our best. We are. Or, you know, the best for us. You know, the best that we can. Exactly. We're doing our best. Exactly. We just keep on keeping on. Um, so before we start, I actually want to give a shout out. <gasps> I know this is really early to give a shout out, but yes. we got a really sweet Facebook message from Jackson, um, who lives in Eastern Kentucky with his family, including his 10 year old daughter, Cecilia, whom he says is our biggest fan. Um, she has been listening to us on her way to summer school. It's a 45-minute drive, so she has an opportunity to listen. And uh, he said that she uh, can't get enough of her shows. He said that in quotes. And I just thought that was so amazing. Um, And he just said that she would get such a kick out of it if we gave her a shout-out. So, Cecilia, our biggest fan, my dear, this is for you. This is for you. And no, (laughs) Dad, Jackson, we do not judge you at all. For allowing mm-hmm. her to listen um and he did mention that uh her mother and grandmother got her addicted to watching the id channel i mean same she's how old she's 10 10 yeah that's probably about the age i was when i watched like csi like the old school yeah. not old school one but like early 2000s csi yeah. that was like the las vegas one <laughs> i was obsessed with that show i used to watch um hunter with my dad um i used to watch unsolved mysteries the original one with robert stack it's Pre me, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch this. I watched the reboot of them on Netflix. Yeah, which are good, but not nearly as no. good as the Robert Stack ones. His voice was just <laughs> great. But so Cecilia, you rock. Keep on listening to us, girlfriend. And yes. thank you. We I, really appreciate it. I read that message. It's really funny. I was hosting bar trivia that night because um, that's also a side gig I do. I host bar trivia, among um, other things. Among other things, Bible school. Yeah, I'm teaching. I'm teaching vacation Bible school this week, which is hilarious because I'm like I had to pick between like teaching vacation Bible school and going to my pole dancing class, and it was a hard choice. I just the dichotomy. Is but just I made a funny. commitment, so I'll be there. Um, You're with good woman. Children. Anyway, um, but yes, I've like read that message while I was doing bar trivia, and I'm like in tears, sitting up there in front of like this whole crowd, like being like, "Let's go for trivia, you guys." And they're like, I'm what like, is they're wrong like, what the hell's wrong with this girl? She's like, an I just got She's a really great emo. message. You're like, it's so beautiful. And I, I know. I to Holly like immediately. I'm like, oh my god, she's like, Holly, look at this. It's like, oh my god. No, so we're both like sobbing in the. I know. We're like, I don't that know is where you were. I was in the bar. <laughs> you know, I was. I was probably at home, changing a diaper or something. You know. I can't even remember. But honestly, I I was very touched by it. So that's awesome. Thank you, Jackson, for reaching out to us. Um, And Cecilia, like we said, keep on listening. We've got more stories for you. Yes. Um, So speaking of stories, let's talk about this one that we have. So this is kind of a spooky story. All right. So we are headed to Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. You're familiar with it, right? 
Immens. Uh, I don't know where that word was going. I was trying to say immensely and intimately both at the same time, and it immensely. Like I was having a stroke. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Please don't have a stroke. I'll try my best. I know some EMTs, but I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're actually going to be talking about the Grove Park Hotel. Um, this is a really beautiful hotel. And for those of you who think like, gosh, that sounds familiar, but I don't exactly know. Um, every Christmas or around Christmas, they host the gingerbread contest. Mm -hmm. And it's actually individuals from around the world who build these gorgeous gingerbread houses and they enter this contest and then there's a big prize and it's, it's a national thing. I think it's been on the cooking channel. It's been on like Good Morning America. Yeah, the winners are always on Good Morning America. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal. Um, And my family and I have gone through the years to go and see it and it's, gosh, it's spectacular the things that people can make. I know. I always get the like little prepackaged ones around Christmas that you get at like Walmart mm-hmm. or whatever, and you have to use the like the icing that's like glue and like stick it together. And I'm like, oh my god, I could totally do like. And I'm like sitting there like doing it at my kitchen table with like I'm like three shots in, and I've had like a lot of alcohol. And I'm like putting together my gingerbread house, and I'm like, oh heck yeah, I could totally do the gingerbread competition. And then it falls apart, and I cry a little bit, and then I eat really crappy gingerbread. Yeah, and yeah. that's usually how my holiday goes. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's really sad. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry uh, Christmas. That's so sad. Well, I don't even attempt it because I know that like the sides would start falling down, and I would just give up. You know, so. it's a great a great activity to do with like get some friends over. Yeah, have like few drinks put your stuff together yep sorry i like hear holly's child yeah he's crying a little bit you know he's had a rough couple days yeah he has hand foot and mouth so it's the worst it's the worst oh i just want him to go to daycare damn it um (laughs) i'm so tired of him being out sick um, I swear the doctor's office is going to think I have like Munchausen by proxy or something. I mean, we're you always like legit there. have stuff all the time. Though. I know. I, it's like, it's like daycare is the best blessing and the biggest curse. I know. Anyway, I digress. Um, all right. Get sick. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the Grove Park Inn um, is now known as the Omni Grove Park. There was a purchase made in um, 2008, 2009. So mm-hmm. the Omni now owns it. Um, it's located on the north side of Asheville, and the idea to build the inn came from a man named Edwin Wiley Grove, obviously, okay. Grove Park. Um, he was considered the father of modern Asheville. Okay. So his whole idea was to not just modernize Asheville, mm-hmm. but take it from the place where, like, the sickly went. <laughs> Because Asheville had like tons of tuberculosis clinics and sanatoriums and the places that that. really, yeah, because when people uh, were sick with any kind of lung respiratory issue, they often sent them to Asheville because they felt like the mountain air would help them. So many people were sent here. And also, just to note, they had pretty good psych hospitals at that point, which... uh, pretty good for that time period. time period yeah. uh, i say that loosely but nonetheless a lot of people came to Asheville for those reasons but he didn't want it to be the sickly place right he wanted it to be um seen as kind of trendy and fancy and sort of posh 
Well, it definitely became that because you drive out there now to go towards the Grove Park and it's like million dollar homes uh-huh. on that stretch out through there. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Best place to go trick-or-treating ever, kid. Oh my gosh, I imagine. Like full candy bars. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I we never went, but I know my friends. You've heard. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I think as an adult, I don't get to go anymore, so. Listen, you could tell him you're a teenager. You could tell him you're like 15. Oh, but we, you have a kid now, so we can take your kid. We can take him. Great. Exactly. <laughs> need all his candy. <laughs> That's what I did last year. Love it. Because he was way too young to yeah, eat candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for mommy. Uh, so, Groff was originally from Tennessee. He made his fortune um, in real estate first when he bought several pharmacies. Hmm. And then he became a millionaire when he created a syrup elixir called... Groves Chilled Tonic. Okay. And when you think chill, it's like, is this like for anxiety or something? Um, no, it was actually, it helped calm the chills that were brought on by malaria. Do we have a lot of malaria? So back in that time period, yes, in and around World War One. So this was, and I didn't actually give the year, but this was 1910. Okay. Um, so pre-World War One, but still. Um <laughs> He created it using quinine. Okay. Yeah. And this worked actually very well and became like a household staple. Hmm. Um, So more and more people started buying it and uh, he did pretty well for himself. So something interesting about Grove, he had chronic hiccups. Interesting. And they would like last up to several weeks. That makes me so uncomfortable. It doesn't it? I mean, can you imagine? That would be horrible. I haven't had the hiccups. I can't remember the last time I had the hiccups. Yeah. But I hate that feeling. Yeah, I know. It is horrible. And you just have to, like, the only, I've read several times, the only, like, surefire way to get rid of hiccups is to hold your breath. Because mm-hmm. it's a spasm of your diaphragm. So yes. You like, like reset. Like, diaphragmatic breath, hold it in, and mm-hmm. then slowly breathe out. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he knew that. I don't know. I guess that would have helped if it was chronic. Yeah. Well, his doctor told him to go to Asheville nice. because Asheville, the mountains, had healing properties. They're going to cure your hiccups. They're gonna exactly. Cure your tuberculosis. I mean, they're going to cure your hiccups. It really cures everything. It doesn't cure COVID. Don't come here. Yeah. So pretty much Haley's telling you not to come here. Don't come here. Don't come here. Don't come here. <laughs> so once he came to Asheville, he actually purchased a summer home here. Many people do that. I mean, many people that have generational wealth because I'm broke. My uncle has a summer home here. Good for him. He does not have generational wealth. <laughs> he has his own personal wealth. That, there you, know, you go. That's fine. That he personal has not shared. Wealth. But anyway, I, yeah. he doesn't listen to this, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> God, Holly's uncle. Uh, gosh, I know. Share your wealth with us, Come man. Come on, man. Um, all right, so in and around 1910... Grove met an individual named Fred Seeley. Fred Seeley was in his early 20s and was really ambitious. He was actually working in Detroit. And Grove invited him to come to the family summer home um, and spend some time there. They'd really hit it off. Um, He kind of saw him almost like almost like a son in a way you know they just had that camaraderie they both had very similar business ideals and plans um, and seemed to jive really well together. So Fred said, sure, why not? So he left his job in Detroit and came down to Asheville where he met um, Grove's daughter. Her name was Evelyn. And they instantly hit it off and Hmm. fell in love. And within a day of the meeting, Grove gave permission 
for Celie to marry her. No. That feels awfully fast. That's so fast. That's very fast. Anyway, a short time later, the two were married, so now Celie became Grove's son-in-law. Okay. Now, the two of them were talking and decided, you know what, Dagnabbit, we should build an inn. As one does. As one does. Well, again, you know, they wanted to change this to a very posh, mm. sophisticated area. And right now and it's how does, to regular patients. That's right. So <laughs> how do you turn it from sick to posh? Why, you build a hotel. So the first piece was to find the land and the property. So in 1910, Grove bought several farms. And guess what else he bought? Several tuberculosis clinics. I thought you were going to say patients, and I got real nervous. No, 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 no. He bought several tuberculosis clinics and decided to just tear those bad boys down. I mean, yeah, there's. He said he didn't want. He didn't want a sick city. But what did he do with all the people that were in the clinics? That's a solid question. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe this was like they 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 were just kind of like hanging out there, like the clinics were empty, and they were just you know existing. Probably. So he cleared out a lot of the land, particularly in an area called Sunset Mountain. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Celie told Grove, listen, if you let me manage, you know, this build, I guarantee you it'll be done in less than a year. That's impressive. That's super impressive. So in 1912, construction began on the inn. 400 men worked 10-hour shifts six days a week on the inn. Um, And actually, Grove Park paid them very well, so the men were pretty dedicated, and they actually stayed on the property in circus tents. Love that. Yeah, he just erected these circus tents, so that way they didn't have to worry about, you know, getting in the wagon and heading home. Um, They would just stay there on the property so they could continue to work, but they were compensated well, so they did it. They got to stay Um, in a circus tent. What more can he ask for? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Guess your weight. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) So, the hotel was completed within 11 months and 27 days. That's impressive. So, he was three or four days shy of his 12-month plan. So, he made it. Um, It was was built for the ages, uh, with the walls being five feet high within thick granite. um, And then they had granite fireplaces, arts and crafts style furniture, and a large porch that overlooked Sunset Mountain, which is still there today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's really beautiful if you go there. That's like the central, because it's in like a U now Mm -hmm. shape. That was like the center part. And they built the wings. Yes, it was the center part before they built the wings. Yeah. And it was a much smaller hotel. They've built onto it over the years. And it's still gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Every time you go there, it just feels so nostalgic and it's just gorgeous. So Fred, his son-in-law, became the manager of the hotel. Um, He was really a go-getter and was really excited about this. But by 1927, his father-in-law let him go. Oh. Which, you know, that's got to be a bitter pill to swallow, um, and said that he wanted more liberal management. Okay. Yeah. Um, this didn't go well, and Seeley actually attempted to sue him. All right. Yeah. And then the next year, Grove died. Oh, God. Yeah. At the... Con- Hotel continued to expand and saw a lot of famous guests, including people like John Denver, you know, Jennifer Lopez, Thomas Edison, John D. Rockefeller, Tiger Woods, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Bastard. That bastard. 
The Obamas stayed there a lot, didn't they? Yes, the Obamas did stay there. Thought so they came. Yeah. They would come to this area and go to. Um, it doesn't exist anymore. Twelve Bone Steakhouse down there on the river. I thought they still have one in Arden. They do, but they tore down the really fun one that was there on the corner. That's unfortunate. Now there's like a roundabout. That's weird. In that area. It's real weird. That whole section hmm. of road's weird. But anyway, yeah, I digress. Is. The River Arts District. Anyway, that's another that's another story. That's another area to talk about. <laughs> so F. Scott Fitzgerald, he has quite the history. We've talked about him in other episodes. I'm glad mm-hmm. he appeared again. I am too. Glad he's he's going to appear a little bit later in the story as well. Nice. So the hotel uh, was really loved by many, including a young woman who came there in the 1920s and never left. Oh, God. Now, this is not a Hotel California, but Mm. uh, this is an interesting side of the story, okay? So there is a young woman. I would guess she was in her late teens, maybe early 20s. She worked locally as a servant for this family um, and had begun an affair with the master of the house. Hmm. So her boss... Oh, never good. Don't date the boss. Yeah. Well, and again, she was a young servant. So how much of this was a willful affair and yeah. how much of it was... It's a big power differential there. Yeah. I, and, and who's to say? It could have been, you, you know, know, a relationship. We don't know. More than likely not. Probably not, but I yeah. I don't like to just assume the negative. We'll give everybody the benefit exactly. of the doubt here. So... As legend has it, <laughs> he asked her to come spend some time with him at the Grove Park Inn. He was staying in room 545, she said. Sure. Maybe. Or, Maybe. Or okay, better go if you say or so. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the young woman had long, dark hair and was wearing a floor-length pink dress when she went to the Grove Park. Mm-hmm. During her time... The young woman told her boss that she was pregnant with his child. Ooh, bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's a yeah, bummer for everybody involved. You know, let's go to the Grove Park. Oh, surprise. I'm pregnant. <laughs> with your illegitimate child. Yes. Um, so the prominent businessman uh, could not handle what might happen to his reputation if word got out that his servant was now pregnant with his I mean, child. That wouldn't be great. Or his wife. That would not go well. No. Uh, So while the two were overlooking the balcony, she suddenly slipped and fell to her death. Now, slipped, (laughs) no. It is believed that her boss actually pushed her in order to hide the secret. How many people start slipping and falling off balconies? Not often. I mean, Um, either you're suicidal or somebody pushes you. Yeah. You know, or you're drunk kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't think she was drunk no because we're talking probably prohibition area right or suicidal exactly and i i doubt that too she was pushed yeah so several years later guests who were staying in that same room 545 began reporting strange occurrences like dense pinkish smoke yeah i first i would think oh my god my room's on fire yeah, but I'd be like, why is it pink? Why is it pink? Is this I Dream of Genie? This is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Their belongings moved around, uh, and a very distinct feeling of a presence sitting next to them on the bed. I don't like that. I really don't. Like I mean, like, that. next to me in a chair is fine. The bathroom. Fine. I, I'm sorry. No, I 
want to poop by myself. I don't need <laughs> anyone there to help me. I live with cats. They're just constantly in the bathroom. I have a child, and he comes in there, too, and says, hi. Um, <laughs> but I just don't know. I, I know that the one time I kept your child, I had to go to the bathroom, and I'm, like, awkwardly, like, have the door slightly open so I can see him, and he's just, like, with his face, like, smushed in there. <laughs> like, hello! And I'm like, ah! It's terrifyingly creepy. Yeah, you, there is no privacy. I was like, oh, God. All right. I guess this is okay. This is fine? Yeah. I'm not scarring him. No, it's fine. No, no. I, at this age, he has absolutely no idea. He just wants to be in the same room. He's just like, you left this room, and I need to find out yes. where you went. Trust me, and that's the good thing, is when it's time for night-night, all I have to do is just go towards his room, and he mm-hmm. just follows me. Because yep. he's like, oh, mommy, don't leave me unattended. Here I come. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah, which is great. Love it. Yes. So, yeah, I don't like the idea of the presence. Um, that no. that scares me. Especially if there's, like, not an apparition or anything. Like, if you're, if I can see you, fine. But if I just you, feel you. Could you there. imagine, though, like, the bed, like, no, did it I in, like, like, where that. the sheets are, like, ooh. Mm. Yeah. And then it's, like, watching me. Oh, God, I wouldn't even be able to sleep. Mm. Anyway. No. So, the ghost, over time, had been referred to as the pink lady because of the pink dress that she was seen wearing. She has been seen in the lobby and other parts of the hotel and apparently has a pretty good sense of humor because she likes to play pranks on the hotel staff and guests. Hmm. So she seems kind of childlike. Um, They stated everyone who had had experience with her said that the spirit was both friendly and a tad bit mischievous. Nice. Sounds like my kid. Friendly and mischievous. (laughs) Friendly, tied with mischievous. (laughs) So it is said that the pink lady loves children and would often play with them. Hmm. And if a child became ill while they were staying at the hotel, she would stay by their bedside to comfort them. Cute. That's both incredibly sweet and terrifyingly creepy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if you walk in to, like, give some chicken soup to your sick kid and you look and there's this, like, pink lady from the 20s standing there i'd like i'd be like great free babysitting see ya (laughs) bye i didn't even have to pay her have fun take care of my kid good job just you know keep an eye on him you got the cell phone oh wait you don't know how to use one you know just yell just you know play a prank on me sit next to me on the bed yeah So, reportedly, uh, a doctor who was staying there with his family had written a note to the hotel staff thanking them for the lady in the pink dress because she provided such great child care. She, in fact, played with his children and kept them occupied. And he was just so grateful. Talk about concierge. Yeah. What service. Talk about being the person that got that note and being like... Well, it's probably somebody's, like, first day, and they're like, oh, man, why did we hire, like, child care? And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, pink dress. Is that part of the uniform? <clears throat> like, why don't I get to wear a pink dress? Yeah. That's weird. Hmm. She was kind of fuzzy, too. Like, we yeah, couldn't like, totally uh, see her. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that the... Did the doctor actually see her, or did the kids just say, we've been playing with this lady? Oh, yeah. Kids are creepy, though. They see things, you know. They do. That's why I'm telling you, my son will like look off behind me. And I'm like, oh God, he's seen something. <laughs> and before I moved into my house, do you know what my number one thought was? What? I hope it's not haunted. 
it doesn't feel haunted. It doesn't feel haunted. I, I, don't I got the it. tour, and it doesn't like. Mm-mm. There's some places you get like a vibe. Yeah, I definitely don't have that. I don't vibe have a here. vibe here. Mm-mm. I think you're ghost free. Yeah, good. We don't want that. No, nobody needs that shit. No. All right. <laughs> so here's the thing: some people don't think that the pink lady is actually the young woman who was killed by her boss. Oh. Some people believe that the pink lady was actually Zelda Fitzgerald, oh. the wife of the famous writer F. Scott Fitzgerald, whom, if you all remember we talked about was a potential murder suspect mm-hmm. in the episode um episode three that Haley did mm-hmm. that was um battery park hotel. battery park hotel yep. that's a good one go back and listen if you want to that was fun. um so the fitzgeralds actually came to Asheville in and around the 1920s and 30s they would stay at the grove park a lot and they usually had a really good time um they were swingers so were they? they were Love yeah, that, that was for them. very trendy back then in that circle. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I, I don't know. I'm just kind of a love the one you're with kind of girl. But I know. mean, whatever you, you do, as long as it's consensual, <laughs> do what you want. <laughs> you're so PC. With whoever you want. All right. As long as everyone's, you know, over the age of 18 and everybody's having a and good taking, time. And taking precautions. Be so safe, people. Condoms. Be safe. Um, so, in the mid-1930s, Zelda actually suffered a psychological breakdown. I mean, who wouldn't? I know, right? There's a lot. There's so many men. Um, and was admitted to a long-term stay at Highland Hospital, which was a hospital that was pretty close to the yeah, Grove Park. Yeah. Um, F. Scott would often stay at the hotel, and he would go back and forth to visit her. He did this over a two-year span in the 1940s. Um, he usually stayed in room 441 or 443. So this is actually not room 545 where mm-hmm. everybody has the ghostly experiences, mm-hmm. which also adds to the, hmm, it could just Probably. be the servant. Yeah, girl. I don't think it's Zelda. I don't think so either, but they think that it could be her. They said that in the late 1940s, Zelda and several other patients of Highland Hospital um, died when the building caught fire. Mm -hmm. And because many people were actually strapped to their beds and were in a locked unit, um, they died in the fire, Zelda included. Um, They say that Zelda haunts the hotel because it reminds her of happier times. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to haunt the site of my burned down but i think you would like i would be pissed i mean i would be too but i'd kind of want to like maybe go visit some like happier places we have talked about you as a ghost and you have told me repeatedly that you want to haunt the shit out of oh i would but like when you have to take like a weekend off because let's go to the inn you just go to the inn and you hang out for a little while you hang out with some kids Scare some parents. Hang out on the balcony. Just chill. Try not to fall this time. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Actually, I like your ghostly vacations. Yeah. Those sound nice. I know. They sound really nice. I still don't think it's Zelda, but... I don't think it's Zelda <laughs> either. 
And for years, the Grove Park staff was instructed not to talk about the ghost, um, as it might scare away some prospective guests, which I get. That's not really good for business. When Yeah, I mean, it attracts a certain clientele. Like us. Yeah, like us. Yeah, like when we hear that Nobody stuff, wants us staying there. No, no. And honestly, every time I have gone to the Grove Park, which has been many times, mm-hmm. um, I have gone up to room 545. I haven't been in it. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't allow that of me. I don't have the kind of money to stay there. Um, it's very pricey. It is. Not to discourage you from staying there because it's, it's lovely. If you can afford it, do you it. You can afford it, because go for it. Because it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Should. They have a whole spa there now. Like it's, and you it's can a, go to the spa without being a guest, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I've never done but that But I also either. don't have that money either. I don't so, <laughs> No. Anyway, if we can We work in it. public service. We do. Not. I'll get one foot done. Yeah, right. And I can't I'll, afford the other, so. I'll get the other foot. Okay. It sounds good. We'll split it. We'll split it. Is this when we're ghosts or when we're still real i think when we're ghosts i don't know if money's a problem it isn't so you don't even have to tip when you're a ghost great can't wait nailed it okay (laughs) uh so over the years though word did get out and actually to their surprise more interest uh in the hotel spread and people requested to stay in room 545 because they wanted to see the pink lady up close and personal I would imagine. Who wouldn't? I do. I want to see her. I would like to see her. Like, she doesn't scare me that bad. I mean, but I'm also like into the like weird, creepy blobs that kind of just crawl around. Well, you're friends with me. So there you go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> emanate dark energy. It's fine. <laughs> well, and she actually sounds like a fun ghost. She doesn't sound like one who would harm me. Yeah. Um, you know, she just, she seems kind of neat. Um, do you know, in 1996, author Joshua P. Warren, and we've talked about him a little bit before, he's actually a local author, um, and he's a paranormal researcher. Mm-hmm, he decided mm-hmm. to conduct a formal investigation where he interviewed several people, 20 of whom claimed to have had interactions with the Pink Lady. In the end, Warren noted that the frequency and similar stories all of the Pink Lady appeared to be true. So he validated that, yes, this pink lady, she exists, and this is happening. One of the stories that Warren was told was by a hotel staff member who stayed one New Year's Eve. Excuse me. Let me start again. Warren got was from a hotel staff member who was working on New Year's Eve um, around 4 o'clock in the morning when someone came through the back door. Um, It was a young woman (laughs) wearing... A pink party dress. Hmm. Um, And the staff initially thought, oh my goodness, it's a guest. So they hurried and kind of stumbled over themselves trying to help this woman. And as they got closer to her, there was some kind of bug on me. What the hell? Sorry, there was some kind of bug on me. Oh. We're talking about ghosts and Holly's screaming over here. Sorry. I got really stressed out. I don't even know where it went. Sorry, my heart stopped. Sorry, sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Jeez. We'll find it in a minute. Okay, sorry. Reset. Sorry. I'm awake now. Wow. I don't even know what I said. Okay. It was a young woman wearing a pink party dress. So the staff thought that it was a guest, so they moved to go help her, and as they got closer to her, she vanished. That's terrible. Just totally disappeared. Now, obviously, either they didn't believe in ghosts or didn't know the story of the pink lady, but I will tell you, if I was working there and somebody came in with a pink dress, I don't even care if they looked real or not. I would be like, oh, no. Like, nah, man, not today, pink happens. lady. 
be like, just see if she disappears real quick. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Exactly. Like, just trust me. Just trust me. Just just give it a minute. She'll just vanish. It's fine. Yeah. She'll just be an orb in a second. It'll be all right. I don't know. I feel like because this is local, you mm-hmm. and I need to go spend a night in 545. I think so. You know, maybe with our Patreon yeah listeners yes we can make this happen for you guys and we can report from the grove park yeah we'll do an episode there i probably won't sleep at all that night to be honest oh, with i'll you. sleep like a baby <laughs> what the- <laughs> i would ask what's wrong with you but i'm just not even opening <laughs> well that my door. Ha- i mean i live with a ghost currently so that's true like that's it's true. not it won't be that bitch of a difference <laughs> that is true it's just a woman this it's time it's just a woman now yeah yeah sorry bill she's cheating You're on cheating you with on a me. different ghost yeah Wow. So that's really all of my story. This is the pink lady at the Grove Park. So if you guys are in Asheville, North Carolina, you got a little extra dough and you want to head to the Grove Park, um, go there. They've got beautiful views. They've got a spa. They've got the great gingerbread houses at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like it's a great place to go. Yes, it is. So go there and uh, tell them we sent you. We have no affiliation. We have with no them affiliation. They will, they'll they'll look at you like they'll be like, "What are you huh? talking about?" You're like, "Well, this podcast that I listen to said they, to come here. Said to come here. Yeah, we we get no cut from this, but it is a lovely place. It is and really beautiful. Uh, if you have had an experience with the Pink Lady, we would love know. for you to like hit us up and tell us about yeah. it. Haley, how can they do that? Yeah, so you guys can send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail you can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia, and find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. You can also come and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash mountainmysteries. And we want to give a super special shout out to our first Patreon, and she was so proud of herself that she was the first. My mother... Lorraine. Yay! Thank you. Thanks, Thank you Lorraine. for taking care of us. Um, yes, she is our first um, Patreon and our first 15 yeah. donor. Yeah. So we are one step closer to uh, a night at the Grove Park. Yeah, we are. Keep it coming, man. That'll be really awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I know I put a thing out on our social media a couple weeks ago, but... Um, for the scheduling for Patreon, if you do decide to become a Patreon member, um, no pressure, but the first level, um, the $5 membership, you get everything. I mean, like you're going to get the, um, let me rephrase that. So your our $5 members, which is like our lowest tier, you still get a lot of really cool stuff. Um, you're going to get the episode early. So you'll get episode on Monday for the week. Um, and you're also going to get a full-length bonus episode, which is great. It's our Out of the Mountains mm-hmm. series, so you'll get some more stories from us that don't necessarily happen in Appalachia. Exactly. So if you're addicted, right, we're just going to spur on your addiction <laughs> yes. a little bit more. Our um, next step up, our $10 donors, you guys get um, everything the $5 folks get, as well as um, a mini-episode. Mm-hmm. And then our $15 members, you're going to get um, a outtakes episode along with everything else, which, which is I've done like the first like two or three of them, um, which is they're hilarious um, because especially <laughs> in the beginning, we mess up so bad, <laughs> so many times. Well, 
And just our weird tangents that we cut out. Because, I mean, you guys only hear like 30 to 45 minutes. But we probably sit here and talk for like an hour, an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. So we cut a lot out because you don't want to hear us just talking. Or maybe you do. We don't know. you do. And if you do, it's in the outtakes episodes. Yeah. But each level is also going to get a shout out from us. You get um, a special card from us. I'm not sure how to do that yet. Um, I definitely know I have access to your email. So I can definitely, we can email yeah, we you can guys email a nice, you. Yeah. fun thing. If I can figure out how to see if we have access to addresses, yeah. we'll send you a nice little handwritten note. Um, but if you are a Patreon and you are like, I really want a handwritten note, um, shoot us an email. Tell us where to send it. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely do that for exactly. you. We'll send it straight from the Grove Park. Straight from the Grove Park. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's all of my business. Your business. Well, I have one more business besides our shout out to Celia. I'm going to do a location shout out. Oh, yeah. Um, So this time, I think I want to give a shout out to Bristol, Virginia. Oh, Um, my. So I, for a short time, lived in Abingdon, Virginia, which is outside of Bristol. Um, And my friend, Blonde Megan, shout out, Blonde Megan. Well, I had a lot of friends named Megan Mm -hmm. um, and she was blonde. Mm -hmm. So she was Blonde Megan. I like that. Yes. So, shout out to Blonde Megan. Uh, she was from Bristol, Virginia. She now yes. lives in Alabama, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, Blonde Megan. Hi, Blonde. Uh, she doesn't listen. She's got three kids. Oh, she yeah. doesn't have no time for that. <laughs> so much happening. She she should listen, though. You know, shouting you out, Megan. So, come on. Hit her up. Hit me up. <laughs> All right. We are going to wrap up. This is episode 47, The Pink Jeez. Lady of the Grow Park. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.